0: All right. Um, I want to touch real quickly before we get into Christ and you. Um, we've, been talking, we've been talking about <clears throat> the idea of if Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit lives and abides on the inside of us, then we have, and he has given everything we need for life and godliness, then we do have everything that we need on the inside of us by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can I hear a big Amen. Because that's really important. When we walk like that, we don't walk alone. We walk with help. it's super important. But something that I shared last week that was kind of not not even completely on the Christ in you, but I'm seeing how it really does connect with the Christ in you. I talked about unload last week. And I've had so many people comment that that has been such a now word for them. So I, I, I want to talk about what Jennifer was talking about a little bit with unloading. Something I I've, I've put into my schedule now, we have prayer that happens at 7 a.m. and 6.45 p.m. Uh, we have a prayer call uh, that we have a phone number uh, that you can, I don't even know. if Do you have a slide of that, Hector? I'm not even sure. If you do, find it. If not, that's okay. But if you need that phone number, we'll get it to you. There you go. And we, we, we take 15 minutes and we pray together as a family. We ask if there's any needs and we pray for your needs and you can pray for others' needs with us. Really important. But what I do at 6.15 is I go up in my bedroom and I, we have this little side room that's really kind of quiet and private and I unload. I unload the cares of my day, I unload my fears, I unload hurts that maybe occurred during the day, maybe something harsh was said, and I unload everything over on God. And I really believe that we need to clear the clutter and defrag our mind. Matthew six twenty-five through 34 says this, For this reason I say to you, don't be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, nor gather into bars, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more uh, worth much more than they? And who of you by being worried can add a single hour to his life? Boy, I know that's sinking into everybody in this room because it hits every one of us square in the eyes. Or or why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They don't toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon, in all his glory, clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Don't worry then, saying, What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? For the Gentiles er, er, eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That actually means seek first God's way of doing things. And all these things will be added unto you. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I want to share with you what happened to me this week during my unload time. As I was unloading... uh, how many of you have games on your phone? Okay. Some of you, most of us, I mean, you know, and, and, and I, during down times, or if I'm really had a long day and I'm super stressed, you know, I'm sitting there watching TV, I'll play games because it's just mindless, right? So the Lord started dealing with me about clearing the clutter from my mind, um, and at that point, I really felt like the Lord spoke to my heart, and I don't know if this is a forever thing or what, but I was to get rid of every single game on my on my phone. Every single one. And it was amazing over the next couple days how much I realized how much I actually went to that and started doing it mindlessly. Now all of a sudden, my mind's getting clearer. I know this sounds weird. What are you talking about? It's just a game. For me, it obviously, it was something that just absolutely was fragging my mind up. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Not if you have a Mac, because, you know, Macs are better at that than PCs get viruses, Macs don't. Okay, but so so get yourself a Mac and defrag your head. All right, but I, I realized that as I did that, I, I needed to defrag, and I needed to drop some things. And I'm going to c- encourage you guys, there's some stress in some things that you're dealing with, and maybe there's even some hurts or thing that God wants to minister to you on the inside but you're so loud in your head you can't even feel them you can't even hear them you know what I found over the last couple days I found myself feeling anxious I'm like Lord what is this he said your mind's finally quiet enough for you to even notice that that's there now, I told you guys, if you have me up on some pedestal, like I'm the most spiritual person in the world, you're going to get disappointed really quick. Because I'm going to be honest with you and tell you what's going on and tell you what Jesus is doing in my life. And hopefully it helps somebody, right? So as I defrag and I'm doing that, now, now then the Lord started ministering to me on what that was about. But I never even would have heard that if I wasn't starting to defrag my mind. So I'm going to encourage each and every one of you. What is your defrag point in your mind. What is it? Maybe there's a defrag point for you. Maybe it's constant worry over your kids. And you, don't, you, you realize, my goodness, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I find myself, if you ever do that? You find yourself worrying about stuff and you're all of a sudden you're like, wait, stop, stop, stop. The Bible says, right? So I wanna encourage you, defrag and really say, Father, what is it that I can do to be more clear to hear your voice better? And I believe he'll speak to you. You know, there's two birds sitting on a tree one day. One bird turns to the other and he goes, why do human beings get so stressed? He goes, I don't know. Maybe they don't have a heavenly father like we do. (laughs) That wasn't meant to be an ouch. I was kind of hoping for a laugh, but oh well. But you know, birds, they don't don't freak out and worry. Heavenly father feeds them. I think we need to be just like a little old bird. Heavenly father will take care of us. All right, let's get into Christ and in you. We've been talking about, uh, um, okay, let's go. Let let's make sure we understand. I grew up in the word of faith, right? Some, most, some of you grew up in the word of faith. For some of those things, I'm very sorry. For some of those things, I think they're the most wonderful things that we were taught and principles we were taught. But for a lot of that, a lot of you were taught that you had to work, 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 and your faith's not big enough. I'm here to tell you, that God has given every man a measure of faith. Every lady in this room a measure of faith. Faith's not the issue. Faith's not the problem. We We need to take our faith and let that be energized by our understanding and our knowledge of how much Jesus loves and cares for you. See, when I understand that Jesus really loves and cares for me and he ain't angry at me or disappointed in me, it makes it a lot easier for me to go, God's good and I can have faith in him because he loves me and he's good to me. And it's understanding and knowing that love that fuels our faith. But what we did in the Word of Faith movement for so many years is all we talked about was faith, 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 faith. And we forgot that, you know, three things work together. Faith, what about hope and love? We never talked about that in our faith circle. We always were kind of, we know that hope is a good thing, but for a while we thought that hope was bad. Well, you can't just hope. You know, you can't have much hope because God is not going to do just hope. Hope is a beautiful, beautiful thing that God gives us. And love, and what did he say? The greatest of these is faith. Which one's the greatest? Oh, love is. Well, why is love the greatest? Because our knowledge of his love and our understanding of his love will fuel every part of your life. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says this. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. The essence of how faith works is this principle of believing what the word of God tells us, making a choice of our will to believe it, making a choice of our will to accept it. In other words, here's a for instance, How many of you have had something sickness-wise that you've ever dealt with for longer than a week? Okay? During that, you are very tempted to believe that God's healing power works for everybody else but me. So during that time, you've got to be convinced by his love that he's going to take care of you and that fuels your faith to believe and to say by his stripes i was healed so that's why we say these things now i'm not t- i don't again i don't want to talk about the blab it and grab it the say it and spray it whatever we all those little things we you know but but there is something about your soul that's good for your soul when you say what god's word says about you something wonderful happens in our soul in our makeup our mind our will and our emotions if we look at Romans 10, 17, the faith scripture, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you know the word comes there is actually, you can see, italicized. So it's not there in the original language. So this actually reads, so then faith by hearing. Now, I wouldn't think that the word by had much to it, but I was going to look it up anyway. You know, I mean, and usually what I find out is, you know what by means? By. But this word by is, is the absolute uh, tipping point of this scripture. The word actually means out of, out from, a preposition governing the genitive, if you understand English. I don't even know what that means. And it denotes as well exit or emission out of, as a separation from something which there, has been, which there has been close connection. So when you speak God's word, what it does is it takes the lies, the deception, the things that aren't true in your life, and it unearths them out of your heart and puts faith in your heart. So when faith comes by hearing, it comes out of and from hearing your voice speak the word. But not only does it put truth in your heart, it gets rid of the doubt. Amen. <laughs> uh, this was life-changing for me because I thought, oh, I've been thinking this way. I mean, I dealt with headaches for 20-something years. I don't anymore praise jesus forever every once in a great while but i used to deal with them every single day every day several a day now i don't but you know what after 20 something years you just start to feel like i'm just gonna have to live this way this is i'm this this is my thing but i've been getting so full of that understanding of the love of god that it's fueling my faith to say no by his stripes i was healed I thank you. I call my body healed. I call my muscles and my, and my, and my, and my spine and everything to come into a line. I just speak to everything. I thank you, Father, that by your stripes I'm healed. Now I get this confidence and this boldness to say what Jesus said because it unearths that doubt and unbelief and fills me full of the faith of God. You know, it's, it's kind of like a bank account. God puts all this wonderful stuff in your bank account, but we've got to just... Pull that out. And we pull it out by saying what God says over our lives. Commanding that to be so. So then uh, then not only does faith and believing come by hearing, but we, we see a transformation happening. A transformation of your heart and mind. Hearing is that. What it means, it just means hearing. Hearing is not just what Jesus said, but it's more about what he's done for us. What is the best way for us to hear the word of Christ? Hearing our own voice say it. I don't know about you, but I will believe me over the words of anybody else because I'm me. You will believe the words of yourself more than anybody else because you're you. So when you say these things over your life, your your soul, your mind, your body, everything about you has to come in line with that word. If you just continue to say what he says about you. And I'm going to encourage every one of you, meditate in God's love night and day. Well, how do you do that? That's another message. We'll talk about that at some point. Notice that it's not us doing the transforming. When you say God's word, it's not you transforming you, it's Jesus' words transforming you. Psalm 119:105, 105, your words, a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. I love it in the message. By your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. The experience of the Bible, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the covenant we have with Jesus sheds a light to our path of life. He literally illuminates our way. How many of you have ever been walking and you just feel like, I can't see, I don't know where to go? the frustration of that, or the, I, you know, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to, to say. I don't know what else to pray. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Thank God. James one five says, if any of you last wisdom, let him ask, let her ask of God. And I love these next words who gives to all liberally without finding fault in you. You know what that's saying? It doesn't matter if you blew it today. Jesus is going to do it for you anyway. Now, we're going to get into talking about sin and holiness and what that looks like, okay? God's idea of what that looks like in our next couple series. We're going to really talk about that. But I have been, for lack of a better word, pounding your hearts with the idea that there's nothing you can do, there's nothing you can say. There's nothing that can happen that you can do bad or good that's going to change how Jesus feels about you and what he's provided for you. If we don't get that, it's going to be rough. And I got to tell you, I did it rough for a bunch of years, but now it's just like, <laughs> this is awesome. I'm still getting blown away. Like our building fund. I, 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 I was looking over our finances from last year and going, I, who in a COVID year You know, has record breaking numbers so that we can do what we need to do to get a building. Jesus did it. Who in their right mind even goes to buy a building during a COVID thing? This guy. Because Jesus said, do it. And, and he said, don't worry, I'm going to provide for it. And every diamond dollar has come in. We raised uh, 100000 then we raised 50000 Now we're raising a second 50 we are already 37000 into that because of your generous, amazing giving. And people who don't even go to our church giving gifts, saying we want to help you. Thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. People who don't even go here. Now you tell me that Jesus isn't taking care of all of it. Right? And your life, you may have had a rough year last year. It may have been yuck, but you're here. You're here. God's good. His grace is on your life. His provisions on your life. And you're here. So, and and, and I got news for you. It wasn't your wonderful faithfulness that made that all happen. It was the faithfulness of our heavenly father. Man, I love him. Thank you, Father. Proverbs 6.23 says this, For the commandment is a lamp, the law a light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Law there intimates covenant. For the commandment is a lamp and the covenant a light. Now, the covenant we have with Jesus is completely based upon. The covenant that the Old Testament covenant was between me and God. It was my ability to keep what he said or we should say my inability to be able to keep what he said. The law taught us that we need Jesus. So what I have found is the covenant that we have that is now not between you and God, in case you weren't aware of that. The covenant that you have now is not between you and God. It's between God and Jesus. And all I'm doing is believing that what he did was enough and now I'm connected into that covenant. Man, I tell you, that is an awesome thing. So it's all about Jesus, this covenant that you have. In other words, Christ in you, the hope of glory, that realization, that understanding and connecting to it by saying what Jesus says over you. Now, you may have a situation, you're like, well, I just don't even know what to say. Go. There's plenty of things, go online, Google it. There's called promise books where you can open it. What do I do when I feel anxiety? And they give you scriptures. What can I do when I feel uh, uh, sick? And they give you scriptures. If, that, if that's an issue for you. Uh, I've, eventually, I want to create something that we can hand out that has scriptures for every need in it. Uh, but until we get there, you can do that. So I'm going to encourage you just to say what God says over you. Proverbs 18, 20 through 21, second to the last scripture. A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth and with the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied whether good or evil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. That's a hard scripture. So now my question to you is, is, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying over your life? What do you, you know, this time of year, I always get the flu. That's what, that's what some people think. Some people say, well, you know, with my luck, this is blah, 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 blah. I'm beating myself up on that one because for the love of God and all that's holy, let's give Jesus something to work with. Let's give Jesus something to work with. Let's say over ourselves, maybe, maybe your marriage isn't in a great place right now. Maybe you need to just declare... Over your marriage, the peace of God, the love of God. I thank you, Father. Maybe you need to buy faith even though you don't feel like doing it for that rascal sitting next to you. You just do something <laughs> kind and nice. Right? So we've got to be satisfied with the good that comes from our mouths. So we just really need to be saying what Jesus says over others. Okay, now I'm, I'm going I'm to dare to say something now that we are past the election. Oh, boy everybody hold on. I'm not going to say anything bad about any candidates because that is not our place as believers. Well, do you believe that cheating happened? You know what? At this point, none of that stuff matters. At this point, this is our posture, y'all. If your candidate did not win, this is your posture. I'm going to speak good over them I'm going to pray for all those who are in authority because the Bible tells me to pray for them. And I'm going to believe that righteousness works and rules in our nation. That's the posture we have to take. And I got news for you. A friend of mine said this to me before. He goes, you know what? No matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican or whatever you are. He said, if you're a Democrat and Republicans in the house, did you make it once?" They got out of office and your candidate got in? Well, oh, yeah. So, you know, we just got to look at this whole thing and say, either Jesus is on the throne and we can completely trust him and put our faith in him that he's going to do the things he needs to do and our, and our country is going to prosper and be blessed and stay a country that trusts in God. Or we go to the other thing and we just start saying bad stuff and start saying all the negative. So it doesn't help. So maybe that doesn't bless you tonight because you want to talk poorly about the candidate because it wasn't yours. Well, that's just not God's plan for us. And I sure want to stay with the way Jesus does it. So let's do that, y'all. Let's just believe Jesus. Matter of fact, you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to pray for President Biden and Kamala right now. Let's do it. Father, in the name of Jesus we do what you said and we lift up those who are in authority. We pray for President Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris. We pray in the name of Jesus that righteousness would reign in their lives. We pray that they would absolutely, Lord, if you have to come to them in the middle of the night and, and, and show yourself strong and faithful, we just thank you that you're big enough to do it. So we pray for our president and the vice president, for their health, for their safety, for them to have the wisdom of God, for them to be surrounded by the wisdom of God. And we just declare that no weapon formed against our country can prosper or against our government. In the name of Jesus, we pray and thank you, Father. Amen. 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 All right. I hope you still love me. But I'm just telling you what Jesus said. Hebrews 4, 12 through 16, and then we'll, we'll be done tonight. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, of the joints and the marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. The word never changes, y'all. Steadfast and immovable. And not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight, but all things are open and and exposed and naked and defenseless to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Inasmuch that as we have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith in him. Jesus is the high priest of your confession. So when you say something, Jesus makes sure, if it's the word of God, that it will come to pass. He is standing over the confession of our faith. We don't have a high priest who's unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weakness, infirmity, and liability to the assaults of temptation, but the one who has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sinning. Therefore, let us fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need. Appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. Man, I love the amplified version there. So let's draw, let's draw fearlessly and confidently and boldly before God's throne today. Let me pray for you. Father, I just I look over all the families that are represented here, and I just pray that your, your strength your wisdom your grace your kindness and love would absolutely overwhelm their lives this week thank you father that favor overwhelms their lives and they know exactly what to do during the week they walk with favor on them people do things for them they don't even understand it because your favors on their lives we love you we thank you and we just give you all the glory tonight In the mighty name of Jesus we pray and thank you everybody said amen God bless you guys. Hey, if I haven't got a chance to say hello to you tonight, make sure you come up and say hello. God bless you. You're dismissed. We'll see you next week.